0: On this episode of the Heat Check, we talk about the underrepresented, the disenfranchised group of people who are finally getting some equality in the world. The NBA front office execs are unionizing, folks, it is happening, thank God, because who knows who would have taken advantage of them if they weren't to create a collective union. A Sacramento, we talk about them, they finally fire Luke Walton. And now what? The question is, now what? And then, thirdly, we delve into an investigation that almost... That revealed what we almost saw, which was the NBA Finals completely shutting down. Do me a favor, Brock, and drop that fucking beat. So, we talked come recently... About the dysfunction of the Blazers organization uh, that led to an investigation into workplace misconduct by one Neil Olshay, who uh, still has a job and the investigation is still ongoing. There has been some recent developments about this. Well, first and foremost, uh, Trailblazers president and CEO Chris McGowan, in the midst of all this, recently resigned from his position, his post. He had been there 10 plus years. He had been there the exact same amount of time as Neil O'Shea. Huge surprise, by all accounts, everybody loved him. He was given a ton of power from Paul Allen, and then when Paul Allen passed away, RIP Paul Allen, Jody Allen, his sister. He was set to take on a bigger, more important role within the organization, and apparently now he said, hey, my resignation has nothing to do With the uh, Olshay investigation whatsoever. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, McGowan was in the last year of his contract. Since he started the same year as Olshay, people are 100% going to think that the two things are related. Even if they're not, he might move on to greener pastures. Who knows? Maybe there were some things that were going on with his role that had nothing to do with Neil Olshay being kind of an asshole and putting a negative stain onto his reputation. He's like, I gotta go. But maybe, maybe he had nothing to do with that. Maybe. Uh, apparently, though, this investigation into the Blazers' workplace environment, along with the Robert Sarver investigation, I'm sure, has a whole lot of NBA front office execs scared, running scared, making moves like little rats in the corner, just shifting around, scurrying around, like when you turn the lights on. You're how scared you may ask. Well, apparently, there is a new push to expedite the creation of an NBA, can't make this stuff up, an NBA front office employees union, because they are worried that teams are going to start using such allegations like hostile workplace environments and rampant sexism and racism as being for-cause terminations where those contracts will immediately be voided and those GMs will get no money. Really? Really? You don't say. According to ESPN, NBA general managers are working to finalize the formation of a professional association that would collectively support executives with access to legal defense funds, because they don't have enough money themselves, lawyer referrals, and public relations professionals to help basically prevent any blowback to stain their own reputations for possible shitty things that they've done. Why now, you may ask. COVID. Mostly COVID. Because revenue is way down. There are NBA executives who who are afraid that Portland is creating a precedent. a, A blueprint to invoke firing for cause to avoid payment on big money contracts. Imagine, if you will, if Sacramento could find some... Way to fire Luke Walton for cause where they wouldn't have to pay him out his contract. How fast do you think he would have been fired? How fast do you think some sexual investigation would have been going on into him? Which, I mean, I think that already happened, by the way. I think that happened. (laughs) I I Google it. I think it happened. Uh, Again, the question is why? Well, these same NBA executives point out that over the nine years in Portland, the NBA has received, quote, No calls to the league office or tips to its hotline alleging workplace complaints against O'Shea. Huh. Nor has the Blazers HR department received any complaints until recent, quote unquote, recent weeks. Excuse me. Excuse me. This all leads me to a point about something I've been thinking about since this story came out last week. Can we talk about the elephant in the room here? Because it's been weighing on my mind, and I feel I need, as a voice of reason, to come out and say some things. Can you just come with me to this place? Imagine that you yourself have been working within the NBA front office ranks. Maybe you went to, like, Wichita State, trying to get your feet wet, and you find yourself in with the Portland Trailblazers. You're maybe like a, a scout, Right? Your little assistant scout. You're just starting out. You're just a baby in the game. And you discover that in your early goings that the workplace environment is, how we say, unsavory. Less than ideal. Not quite toxic. But not clean water. Not quite flint water. But definitely not like Portland or New York water. Like D.C. water. Like it tastes like shit but you and you know there's something wrong with it but you can't exactly point out why, who exactly do you complain to? Like, it, it, you go to the anonymous NBA tip line? Like, be serious, like, ring, 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 ring. Uh, yeah, 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 this is Trista Crick. I'd like to speak with Adam Silver. Uh, who are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm an NBA uh, assistant scout for Portland Trailblazers. I've been here for uh, 60 days. I'd like to report uh, some malfeasance. Like, click (laughs) excuse me i'd like to report my gm for saying some mean things to me when i told him that uh, jonathan kaminga had a nasty left hand he called me a fucking idiot who like who do you think these people have access to like oh we haven't heard any complaints against neil olshay in the nine years that he's been there like who are these people these cogs in the wheel supposed to be going and complaining to Right. Like, do you think that these people have access to those that are in power? Like, who are these people you're supposed to hit up? It's not the GM. Hey, Neil, just want to let you know. I'd like to uh, put a little piece of paper into the tip box. I think you were mean to me last Tuesday when I brought my tuna fish sandwich in and you said my breath stinks. Like, what are we talking about here? Like these people are just cogs in the wheel. They're easily replaceable, expendable. A normal, everyday bolt you could pick up at the Ace Hardware. You're not special. Just fucking, there's a million of you waiting in line, just salivating over the chance to work for an NBA team. No? So you just put up with some shit. You're not going to complain. You're going to put up with some shit until you don't have to anymore. Everyone, though, starts out as a bolt. Everyone. Just an everyday bolt turning into Eric Spolstra. Like Eric Spolstra was the video coordinator. That one got a good. That one got a good one. The Eric Spolstra was a video coordinator at one point in time. Do you think people thought he was going to be one of the most highly respected NBA coaches in modern memory? No. So there is no incentive if you're an everyday little bolt to be truthful about these things. There's no way to be honest about. These types of things in an environment which has no protections for whistleblowers. Like, it does not behoove you to say a peep. This is why not a few, but apparently dozens of employees came out all at the same time. Just mysteriously, when Robert Sarver came under investigation, it was like a waterfall came down of complaints. Because once enough people are there, then you feel brave. Bravery is not easy when you're the only one saying anything. Like, they talk about uh, trailblazers are the ones with the arrows in their fucking backs. Like, you don't want to be those people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why the O'Shea probe took all of 24 hours to escalate into a full-scale investigation. Because you talk to a couple people and you're like, oh, shit. Yep. So here's the thing. I am sure there's more than a few toxic environments in the nba i'm sure how long did donald sterling exist before i mean how you think that was just new new news like this he just woke up one day and was like i am gonna start being a slumlord i'm gonna start dropping the n bob to my side piece like no no this had been going on right like we needed video evidence for this thing to become a full scale gotta get this guy out of here 2021 It is a different world, boy, and the NBA is full of machismo, right? And vulnerability is locked down upon. There is a ton of competition. You have to put up with so much shit just to be in that place. Like, think about, you know, Gerson Rosas in Minnesota. Like, so many of these front office employees were athletes themselves, and they were like, Running suicides until they threw up. They're like, oh well, I was put into like a hundred and one degree like tool shed when I missed three free throws at the end of the game against you know Portland State. But like, I can put up with someone calling my breath smelling like hot pickled pig's feet. Like, what's that? You know, at least I didn't. At least I didn't have to like sit into a uh, like a sauna. <laughs> These guys played for guys like Bobby Knight. Like Neil Olshay is nothing. New OSHA is a dream. My college coach was way worse than that. Like, what do you mean toxic work environment? Like, what do you mean, oh, just because no one's complained, nothing's going on. Like, and on top of that, like, let's talk about this union. We got to, I mean, are you serious? Like, they don't need a union. Do you know who needs a union? Walmart workers need a union. Unions protect employees from predatory instincts of their employers who try to always take advantage of underprivileged, underserved, voiceless workers who make like $7 an hour. People who do not get paid enough, people who have to work under extreme working conditions, people who cannot lobby to protect themselves, right? They need a union because they will be fired as soon as they try to speak up for themselves. They are the voiceless. They need a union. You know who doesn't need a union? People with 10-year-long contracts who make millions of dollars who normally, when fired, ride off into the sunset with a fat fucking check. Those people, they don't need to unionize. Like, they now, these fuckers, are working overtime to keep doing everything that they can to keep those parachutes, those golden, golden parachutes intact. Because that's how it's always been. It doesn't fucking matter if you berate your secretary or tell her she looks good in that tight ass skirt or call John from accounting an incompetent piece of shit. Like, no, if you get fired, you get paid. That's the way it goes. NBA front office execs, they don't need a fucking union like they don't. The funny thing, though, is that this is all coming up after they looked into Neil Olshay because Neil O'Shea had tenure lifetime tenure jody allen was never gonna fire neil olshay and by the way neil O'shea is terrible at his job period like that is not a debate he's not good and he's been in the good graces of an owner and the owner's now sister who's largely completely hands off and it's gonna take an investigation like this for him to lose his job and now everyone's like oh fuck if neil snake tongue olshay can get fired All of us can be fired. And if he doesn't get any money, none of us are getting money. Come on now. Come on now. So let's form a union to get defense funds to protect us. So that no matter how egregious our behavior is, in order for us to get out, in order for you to show us the door, you need to pay us our fucking guap. Like, that's the deal. That shit is ridiculous. It is ridiculous the lengths that millionaires will go to make sure to protect themselves and their fucking millionaire friends to make sure they all stay paid. It never ceases to amaze me, man. Like, they are out. I mean, the things that they will do, the excuses that they will make. Like, they're like, oh, well, these owners, you know, we gotta basically say, hey, these owners, they're the real bad guys. Like, we are the little guys. They are the big. Get the fuck! out of here a union for allegedly shitty and incompetent employees most of them that are mediocre at their job to stay paid no matter what they do get the fuck out of here fuck your union fuck your couch like i'm gonna put my little feet all over your couch and put my mud all over if are you serious i cannot wait to see how this ends i cannot wait i, I am on the edge of my seat I tell you what, if GMs actually fuck around and successfully form a union to absolve them from what we're finally seeing as a baby semblance of accountability only when there's video evidence and a mountain of employee complaints and you still stay paid and protected, holy shit, are we in for a hell of a ride, aren't we? Holy shit. this last week but you know who has been broke for a long ass time in Sacramento they have been a broke ass poverty ass franchise for a very long time and they need fixing so uh, last week I was on ESPN Sacramento with Damien Barling and Kenny Carraway to talk about the Kings fun conversation they basically knew exactly what I knew which is this guy Luke Walton he's gotta go he's gotta go they follow the Kings like in a religion we had a nice little banter you know, if you're in Sacramento, I mean, what else do you talk about, truthfully? No shade to Damien and Kenny, but, like, it's that's it, right? There's anything going on else going on there? I don't know. So we said, no way Luke Walton is the Kings coach tomorrow, right? Like, I knew they were losing games. We talked about it. I'm like, yo, he's got to go, right? So this is what I tweeted. Went on ESPN Sacramento today with the host Damian Barling and IMK Diddy and, and said the exact same thing. No reason that the Kings should be getting their doors blown off tonight with the talent that they have. And let me tell you, I have never seen someone come after me for such an innocuous and completely uh, factual take. Like, that wasn't even a hot take. That was a nice statement about the Kings having good pieces and not needing to lose. And not needing to lose in this fashion. And the, their coach was culpable of that fact, right? They were culpable. I won't give his handle out, but uh, I think it might have been Luke Walton's burner, like truthfully, the way that he was speaking. He tweeted this With all due respect, your opinion is the complete opposite of every reporter that covers this team on a day to day basis and almost all national NBA reporters. Okay, Luke. Like, okay, okay Luke. That was, it was Luke, right? An insane thing to say, considering that both Damian and Kenny 100% agreed with me that, that Luke Walton needed to go. Luke Walton's needed to go for years, which is that they have too much talent to be fucking around, blowing huge leads, looking completely inconsistent, uh, sometimes great, sometimes not great, and not even sniffing the playoffs pretty much every year. And then I responded to him. Which is just, the fact that this is a segment now. Which is what? Uh, that Luke Walton isn't to blame for the four-guard lineup that allows opposing, opposing centers to feast? That Davion, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Harrison, and Fox are just scrubs? That they are the ones to blame? I listen and read. I mean, if you think I'm not listening and reading. Uh, it's time to clean house. And then he doubled down and he, well, actually me. He was like, well, actually, they play a three-guard lineup, not a four-guard. Uh, none of the players you noted are an All-Star. Pause. Yeah, nobody that plays on the Kings, no matter how good they are, is going to be an All-Star. Like, bo- fucking Boogie Cousins, one of the most dominant big men in NBA history, barely made the All-Star game. And they shipped him the fuck out. Uh, and many of them have struggled offensively to start the season. No shit. They're all four guards playing on the court at the same time. Like, what do you think? They're going to all be able to get their shot off? There's no mismatches. Are you serious? It's like, you don't know shit. Anyway, this team is only projected to be the 10th or 11th in the standings. What have you been reading that this is a indicating that this was a playoff roster pause? Cavs were also indicated to be an 11 seed, and we we'll see what they're doing. He even denied the fact to me that Harrison Barnes was a two-guard when I sent him an article screenshot that headline said, Harrison Barnes struggles to adapt to play two in the NBA. Like, what are we talking about, people? What are we saying? People will just go to any lengths to make a woman sound wrong on the Internet. They really will. Anyway, my point stands. Uh, Luke Walton was a trash coach, and I predicted if he lost two more games he would be fired. And guess what? Luke Walton here on a Monday and on a Tuesday, his ass is fired. I said, watch your butt, Luke, and his butt is now sitting on a couch. His butt is now chilling at the crib. His butt is now probably headed to the Lakers bench or to the Warriors bench to sit there because he came there and he was okay there. That's not to say that he was unpopular with the team. He wasn't. Tyrese Halliburton had very nice things to say about Luke. Uh, All accounts, a decent guy. I just don't think he's a very good coach. This is what he said. He said very nice, flowery things, but Alvin Gentry, Alvin Gentry has been named the semi interim head coach in a Woj reporting. <laughs> Woj bomb. Gentry, this is what he said Gentry is already under contract through the 2022 2023 season. He gets a raise. Why? I don't know. To take the interim job and agreement on some benchmarks of success the rest of the season with the team to try and keep the job longer. (sighs) Shh. John Hollinger wrote this about Alvin Gentry. Uh, Alvin Gentry is, you can tell in my tone, I don't believe this at all. He is one of the most beloved people in the league. He's worked for darn near every team in the league. He's a retread. Obviously, that means he's a retread. And you'll have trouble finding many people with anything bad to say about him. He's also pretty much seen everything this league has to offer. He worked for Donald Sterling's Clippers, so nothing that happens in Sacramento is likely to face him. What you're trying to say there is that he has been so unsuccessful that he's bounced around like a journeyman and that he's worked for dysfunctional teams that largely stayed dysfunctional in his tenure on those teams. He is one of those people, those little bolts that doesn't speak about the shit that's going on. That's him. And he got a head coaching gig and he failed at that head coaching gig multiple times. Uh, So yeah. Yeah. He got into a fight with the GM of the New Orleans Pelicans recently because the Pelicans GM clowned him for giving him all the answers to the test and his ass still not knowing how to solve the problem. And this guy is the interim head coach with the new fucking race. These guys. More things change, more things stay the same. De'Aaron Fox himself does not expect the Kings to have a big overhaul due to the change from Luke Walton to Alvin Gentry, and that is a shame, I tell you what. And he emphasized finishing plays and getting out to good starts. So what happened, folks? First game, in their first game under Gentry against the Sixers, the Kings were three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Sixers without Tobias Harris, Uh, no Embiid, of course, no Ben Simmons, no Danny Green, and I hammered the Kings. I knew Dead cats, they don't bounce that high. No, they don't. The Kings led by nine early in the fourth quarter. But guess what, folks? They were outscored 25-8 to over the final nine minutes, 45 seconds. So, yes, nothing changed. Nothing. That's exactly what the Kings have been doing. This is what I'm saying. I don't know why they get these big leads and then they give them up. But I don't know. It can't just be the players' fault for that. These are professional athletes. So Gentry got his first chance to talk about what's going wrong with the Kings. That's what he said. Uh, Quote, bottom line, you have to step up and make shots, pause. Pause. He's already putting the blame on the players, isn't he? We got some good looks at it, and we didn't make them. That's where we've struggled. We played a team that had a lot of their starters missing, and we didn't get the job done. Oh, my God. Once again, Tristan Thompson, the voice of reason. Let's see what he has to say.
1: Everyone's got to get a reality check. We got to just have more toughness and grit. Like, you know, playing a little too nice. Got to get a little nasty. Got to hit a motherfucker on the floor. Got to make someone feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, for Rich to get hit like that in his eye, playing hard, someone's got to go set a legal screen or a back pick on someone to feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rich... He he punches the clock in, that kid works, he's got better every year for this for this team and this franchise and he gets hit in the eye, has a busted eye but no one, you know, no one gives a hard foul or makes someone feel him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the little things like can't be nice in this league. Can't be nice. The nice teams always always finish last or or get excited about the lottery balls. So all these all these guys here that are on this roster, they they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose. They want to win. But we all got to look in the mirror and get 1% better. Everyone, everyone, everyone that steps in this building to, to work has to look and see how can they get better? Because right now it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. We're not where we want to be. So it takes everyone. Everyone's got to be better and everyone's got to be real themselves. Be real themselves and, and, and we got to be real with each other. Might not like it, but you're going to respect me at the end of the day.
0: Uh, yeah, basically we need to be not soft. Like we need to fuck people up when they fuck us up. Yeah, but you need your head coach to say that. Listen, we need a bounty gate here. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need the head coach being like, I'm giving out hundreds to people who smash these fools. Yo, Rashawn Holmes got poked in the eye. Give him your bodies. I don't need Tristan Thompson, former Cleveland Cavalier and Canadian. No shade to the Canadians, but, like, I don't need that. I think I can trash Canada now that I'm not owned by Penn National Gaming that's now owning the score. Yeah, the Canadians are soft. Like, you can't have the Canadian be the toughest one on your fucking roster. You know what I'm saying? So, Kings fans, buckle up. Yeah, Kings fans, buckle up. Alvin Gentry is not the answer. Who is? I mean, you got Doug Christie there. Why isn't he given an opportunity? Uh, People are already speculating that De'Aaron Fox's role is now going to be diminished because he was the centerpiece of Luke Walton's offense. Boy, that doesn't sound great. All I can say is that if you have De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy in the league, you have Halliburton, you have Buddy Heald, one of the best shooters in the league, you have Harrison Barnes, probably one of the best two-way players in the league, and Rashawn Holmes, one of the best rollers in the league, Davion Mitchell clamps off the bench, and you can't win games. You got problems. You got problems on the offense. You got problems on the defense. And that largely stems from the front office and the coaching staff. You need to figure out a way to make that talented lineup win some fucking games. And, oh, by the way, for those still simping for Luke Walton, I get it. I get it. You've got a low bar for things. In Luke Walton's burner, uh, including for Luke Walton's burner, not Walton, one, two, three, four, five, who definitely wasn't Luke Walton simping for him in his Twitter mentions, uh... I've got some good news for you. Luke Walton's 43 percent winning percentage, which you might think is trash because it is. Uh, his winning percentage is the head coach of the Kings. That is the second best record in franchise history. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. 18 head coach 18 head coaches in franchise history and he is the second winningest head coach in Sacramento lore. This is the only head coach on earth that couldn't get a 500 record out of LeBron James. And he has the second best record at 43%. Buckle up, Kings fans. This is going to be a hell of a ride. This
1: week. It's hard,
0: boy, to make COVID funny. But uh, this new story from the Rolling Stones about COVID during the NBA Finals, call me dark, but uh, it, uh, it tickled me. It did. It did. Uh, as an aside, what a world that we live in where a music magazine that maybe doesn't even produce a physical copy of a magazine anymore does NBA world-class NBA research. Like, we are now seeing multiple COVID pieces coming out from the Rolling Stones with crazy good reporting. Obviously, someone at the Rolling Stones is very close with someone within the NBA because they're spilling all the tea to only the Rolling Stones. It's like when TMZ became like a legitimate news source. Like I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, and it's like hidden behind a paywall. Very shady. Uh, I am. I am like baffled by this. I'm also like imagining now a world where Maxim is doing, like, the dis- deconstruction of, like, LeBron and Isaiah Stewart, like, looking at LeBron's angle of his elbow and, like, will Isaiah Stewart make it in this league? Anyway, turns out that the league, according to the Rolling Stone, nearly had a full-blown NBA COVID crisis on its hands that came very close to ruining the centerpiece of the NBA season. So the fascinating story of COVID and how it nearly destroyed the 2021 NBA Finals, and now we are just now learning about it. So it goes back to the summer of 4th of July when multiple sources, uh, according to multiple sources, no one on the Bucks organization knew whether Giannis or not was vaccinated. So that's problematic, considering at that point, uh, if you remember that Wisconsin was a hot spot for the Delta variant, like it was sweeping Milwaukee record cases. People couldn't travel in and out, but the world did not know within the Bucks organization whether Giannis had decided to get the vaccine or not. Ruh-roh. An anonymous Bucks exec told Rolling Stone this. Uh, we were very concerned that Giannis wasn't vaccinated and that with all of his exposure from all of these different people, uh, the new face of the NBA might get infected. Uh, that's not good. Or at least contact traced by the NBA and be forced to quarantine, potentially altering the course of sports history. The biggest thing was just make sure Giannis Tests negative. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, the wild thing is that this no team were more fanatical about COVID protocols than the Bucks during the regular season. The Bucks hadn't allowed family to join players on the road during the first round of the playoffs because they were sticking to the mantra: "Stay locked in, Bud. Keep your job. Budenholzer, keep your job. Stay locked in." Uh, what was it? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Where he said uh, Jurassic Park, nature finds its way. That's right. Uh, So do idiot friends, cousins, girlfriends that have to just hang on like little leeches in the glow of famous NBA players. Like, gotta roll. Listen, I get it. Like, if I had a best friend that was the number one fate, I'd be sticking around too. Um, So the finals apparently were a different animal for the Bucks. And it was Budenholzer who opened floodgates. Of course, he said, we're bringing in our families. Three people. Uh, he, what? Of course, we're bringing in our families. That's what he told the team. Uh, it's the finals. Yeah, I mean, but, like, of course. COVID loves the NBA finals. COVID is going to take a vacation during that particular part of the NBA play- playoffs because COVID couldn't possibly ruin the finals. When they, they're they a known NBA fan, COVID. COVID-19 loves the NBA. They take the NBA finals off, of course, to watch the action, right? Like They would never come after you because they're too busy watching the NBA finals versus infecting the NBA Finals. Do you remember when ISIS took time off of terrorizing fools in order so that they could watch the World Cup? Like, they stopped with the drone strikes and the rocket launchers and the little baby child soldiers with bombs on their chest so that they could live troll Lionel Messi, right? Like, that was what they thought would happen with COVID. Taking time off to watch sports. That's why sports unite us, because terrorists and pandemics don't affect us during those times. It's like the Olympics when we all come together. Peace treaty. COVID treaty. No! Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no. Rolling Stone's investigation revealed for the first time that over a dozen people, a dozen people associated with the Bucks and the Suns tested positive for COVID during the finals. Yikes. According to league sources and four 14 officials with knowledge of the situation, six... Vaccinated staffers, including coaching and medical staffers from the Bucks, family members, and people in both franchise entourages, hangers-on, and one player, Giannis's brother, uh, and teammate Thanassis Antetokounmpo. Let me just say this. You don't think Giannis was a close contact to his fucking brother who got COVID in the middle of the finals? Come on, bro. Literally, bro. Come on, bro. The funniest thing about the whole debacle was that two officials say that Milwaukee official responsible for keeping the team COVID-free tested positive for COVID. Rule number one of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Rule number one of being the COVID czar, do not get COVID. Are you kidding? That's the entire rule for you. Like, don't get COVID. Don't let anybody else get COVID. That's it. You get paid if you can keep those two things from happening. Even now, the Bucs are protecting Giannis about this whole situation, basically saying Giannis was protecting himself. Giannis, quote-unquote, the MVP doesn't even like to go to team dinners. He doesn't even like his brother, really. No, they didn't say that. He would received private attention from the team's medical staff, avoiding further close contact with the affected. He returned another negative test. Only his brother and six staffers tested positive within the NBA Finals in her sanctum. I mean, come on now. Key word is only, only, only six staffers and his brother. What if Giannis actually got COVID? Like, what if – is it possible that Giannis actually had COVID versus hyperextending his knee? Giannis, Giannis, just fall down real quick on that knee real quick and just miss some games. Like, I don't mean – you don't mean to tell me it's impossible to believe that the face of the NBA might have gotten COVID and that we never really saw any negative tests. Like, he wasn't a close contact to his brother who got COVID, like an unvaccinated Giannis? wasn't a close contact to his brother who's on the team. Like, truthfully, all the unvaccinated players on the Bucks should have been quarantining, including Giannis. Like, ish? could you imagine? NBA finals with, like, Pat Connaughton, DJ Wilson, uh, DJ Augustine, uh, like, Diakite, Virginia legend, against DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker's Chris Paul. Like, the NBA would lose their shit. Ratings. Plummeting. Money, not there. Deer Park, non-existent. I mean, COVID has been a motherfucker, but if it would have derailed the finals, yikes. I mean, we thought, I thought COVID took vacation during the finals. Like, it could have been the worst, most dramatic plot twist in sports history. We were one Thanassus sneeze on a bus or a whistleblower. Away from making this The nightmare scenario Come true for the NBA Sons and four baby the, I would have been right That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check We will be back early squirrely Friday morning For our Thanksgiving episode P.S. just to give you a little taste uh, Kevin Durant is ashy uh, We'll talk about that Do not forget to follow us on social At the Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok We'll see you Friday morning Knuckleheads
1: yeah, Quarantine cleans or relax yeah. Super clean speed, yeah. I don't got a nigga, a million, yeah. Yeah, come on. Shit, he me, baby, yeah. Yeah, go on. Diamond Dancing Lily, yeah. Yeah, ponies. Fucking up the winner, yeah. Yeah, summer. Shorty said she wanna